What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks. I do have a media recommendation. I love Lord of the Rings. Superheroes, movies, a little jack-of-all-trades, I guess. So what makes me a geek? What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks, the weekly pop culture podcast from Central Michigan Life, where we discuss all things geek culture, which is like high culture, but better. If this is your first time joining us, make sure you follow the CM Life Instagram and Twitter pages for updates on the podcast, and to look for us wherever you find your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube, and on our website at www.cm-life.com. My name is Brendan Valentine, and I'd like to thank you all for joining me and my fellow geeks this week, who will introduce themselves in a second with our question of the week. Uh, This week's question is, uh, which fictional universe would you most like to live in? Um, I can start. Um, Personally, um, this was a tough one because, like, I'm a big superhero fan, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to live in the superhero universes because of all, like, if I'm in a city, like, all the destruction, <laughs> like, I don't want to get Thanos snapped. Uh, and I'm just, I'm thinking in general, you know, which one can I, like, have the potential to be, have, be cool, but still, like, kind of be out of the way and not, like, in, in harm's way. And I actually came up with the Star Wars universe um simply because i know like during the like imperial rule and everything there's a lot of like war and stuff but like if you're in the outer rim like mandalorian kind of confirmed it you're just kind of left alone like to your own devices but like the force still exists lightsabers still exist all the tech cool tech stuff exists um so i'm like okay you know kind of get the best of both worlds if i can you know pick pick and choose where i'm going or maybe pre-imperial era if i go to like naboo or something like that oh yeah just don't 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 go into politics no, 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 no. Bad idea. Um, no, old Shivi Palpatine's going to beat me for the Senate seat, though. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, how about you two? Um, so I also, hi, everyone. I am Hope Good Earl. Um, I also had a really hard time picking this one. Um, like, as much as I would love to be claimed as a daughter of Poseidon, um, because that literally every quiz I ever do is always like daughter of Poseidon. And then a few times I get daughter of Athena, but usually it's daughter of Poseidon. Um, so as much as like, I would love to live in the Percy Jackson world, I don't think I'd want to deal with all the monsters that are trying to kill me all the time yeah. um, from being you, demigod. Wait, you want to live past 16? <laughs> it, it'd be nice. I mean, I'm already 24. So like technically I'm like above, you know, demigod lifespan um uh and then it was like also just going through other fandoms that i'm you know in and i finally honestly settled on harry potter um because i would absolutely and like then i got really nitpicky with it because i would absolutely love to like study under newt scamander and like be able to go in the suitcase and deal with all the uh, magical creatures but i'm also like but I want to live in an era with Seamus because watching him blow up everything without meaning to <laughs> would just be really comical. Um, not necessarily like during the second Wizarding War. Like <laughs> I don't need to deal with Voldemort and all that. But like, you know, if I can have one of the two, you know, either Newt Scamander or, or Seamus Finnegan, I'll be good. So Harry Potter world is what I landed on. Ooh, both, both of you have very good choices. <laughs> I will say if I did have to do a superhero or a fictional world to live in, uh, it would totally be sky high. 
Um, yes. Just because so far, I mean, the worst thing that could happen to you is probably you get turned into a baby and then you just get to relive your life again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I also had a hard time picking. Um, obviously, I did. I wrote down Middle Earth because that'd be so cool. It's such a beautiful place. Um, but it would also be very like I'd have to nitpick. Like I'd be like, well, I'd love to live in Middle Earth as long as like, you know, I'm not in the middle of a war or an orc <laughs> um or you know i was in lake town and then it gets burned down um and so then i also thought also in no indoor plumbing i also thought it'd be really cool to live in the world of uh pokemon uh because i mean it's a pretty positive place uh pokemon are so cool and you can just you know i don't know uh, and really beautiful places too to travel. Like it would just be fantastic. And so far, they seem to have free healthcare. Um, <laughs> and uh, yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, pretty much Pokemon. And then if if that also wasn't available, uh, the world of Ready Player One, which is literally oh. just our world in the future, but with a freaking sweet video game. Um, but like, would you want to deal with all of like? the crowding and everything of the real world of ready player one like that's true um <laughs> they do make ohio look even worse <laughs> 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 uh for those for those of you who don't know we are all like in michigan from michigan so ohio slander is pretty pretty common um i try not to mainly because i have cousins that live in ohio but also like doesn't that give you michigan. a right <laughs> if your cousins I mean, live there yeah, kind of. But like also I love my cousins. So I don't that's know. fair. All Plus, right. You know, Columbus Zoo with Jack Hanna, who unfortunately is not gonna be running the zoo anymore, but Jack Hanna oh, and Columbus but Zoo. And Cedar Point. Yeah. I'm not well. the biggest fan of roller coasters though. <laughs> the look of disapproval that Brendan <laughs> just gave me was gold. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a huge roller coaster <laughs> fan. Um, well, anyway, thank you both for uh, for your insights. Uh, I didn't even consider Pokemon Isaac. That was a uh, that was a good one. <laughs> um, now to get things started, uh, we usually like to share some quick uh, geek news. So, um, Isaac, do you want to start us off with with some geek news? Yes, I do. Um, well, to start, uh, in case you weren't aware, uh, a trailer for uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings uh dropped that is yeah that is the the subtitle um and it's pretty freaking cool looking um and besides that they have also uh released some like as always with with new things on merchandising uh and so some lego sets have been revealed uh which i think give away more than some of the trailer does actually uh i was looking at there's a lego set that was released and it's it's called Battle of the Ancient Village. And you see like Shang-Chi and then he's got some friends and then there's just a giant dragon. So um, I have that to look forward to. Uh, if that is a spoiler, unless they're always, sometimes they like to take two different things that happen in the movie, like from the past and the present. Um, so be on the lookout for Shang-Chi and anything that has to do with that. Uh, secondly, uh, Russell Crowe, who has been confirmed to be in Thor Love and Thunder, uh, he has we have figured out what his role in the movie will be. He actually told people on Twitter. 
Well, he told people in, a, in an interview, and then that was on Twitter. Um, so I guess spoiler alert, in case you don't want to know who Russell Crowe is, but he has been confirmed as playing the god Zeus. Okay. I'm very excited for that. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, which means we probably might even see some, uh, the Marvel character Hercules, who... Yes, who's also like super interconnected with Thor. Yeah. So I'm very excited for that. They're, they're, they're demigod buddies that like to break stuff. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Um, I was wondering why Russell Crowe has been growing out this really big beard, but it all makes sense now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just, like, the... Well, Go really quick question. Like, do you think Marvel tried to get the trifecta of the Russell name? Like, I know Russell Crowe is his first name, but like you've got um, Wyatt Russell and his dad, um, Kurt Russell, like, you know, they're oh, now the trifecta yeah. of Russells. Well, if they had gotten Chris Pine, which they didn't, they would have had all the Chris's, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Hey, there's still hope. Have Chris, have Chris Pine play like Nova or something like that in phase five. That'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. Nova is still my most anticipated one that they haven't announced. I really want to see a Nova movie, specific, especially after what I want to see what Thanos did to Xandar. Yeah. Um, and have that be his origin story. I think there's a lot of potential there in the MCU. Alrighty. Well, speaking of MCU, actually, uh, very exciting news on the Disney Plus front. Um, the Spider-Man movies will soon be available on Disney Plus. Uh, Sony and Marvel have struck a deal. Uh, allowing those titles among other titles uh, that Sony owns, such as uh, Jumanji, I believe. Oh, uh, sick. Like we'll the new ones? Su- yeah, the new ones. Yeah. Yeah. will soon be available on uh, Disney+, Plus, as well as um, some other titles uh, will soon be available on Hulu. So um, Sony and Disney are, are getting along right now, which, you know, is always good to see. <laughs> Um, that's a delicate balance as we've seen in the past, but I'm very excited for that. Also, uh, fans of the Knights of the Old Republic, uh, video game for, let's see, what era was that? Was that, uh, Xbox? That was original Xbox and PlayStation 2, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, the remake of that game is like officially been announced and is moving forward. Like there were rumors about it, but like it's, it's, it's official now we are getting that and I'm very excited. Um, then my last little bit of news is we got an official poster for Marvel's What If series, um, which if you are watching on video, it is my Zoom background today. Um, and you can't see it from the background, but it is titled Defenders of the Multiverse, which we knew this was going to be a multiversal show, you know, following like Uachi the Watcher, like going through different things. But like, I w- I'm wondering if this What If series ha- is more than just like a... Um, oh, these are some cool concepts. We're going to animate them and just throw this together. I wonder if this has larger MCU implications, potentially like post-Loki, you know, where we're discovering the multiverse more and Doctor Strange multiverse of madness. If any of these characters might show up in live action in one of the films. So um, for those of you who can't see, it looks like we have, um, uh, we have Peggy Carter as Captain America. We have, um, Doctor Strange, as if he was corrupted by the Dark Dimension. Um, T'Challa, if he'd been taken by the Ravagers rather than um, Peter Quill. Um, we there is Black Widow, but I like I don't see any like any distinguishing features. It could be Black Widow, like if she had stayed with Hydra uh, or the KGB instead of joining with Shield. The mm-hmm. Thor one, he just looks like slicker. He looks like if he, uh, like maybe it's like um, Thor raised on Earth. Or maybe if he did become king, like, and ruled for, like... That would be a good one. I don't know. Um, And it looks like Gamora is, like, also kind of looks like She-Hulk. So maybe, like, if Gamora had, like, taken up the mantle of Thanos, 
uh, taking up that role. Was stronger. What or, yeah, well, yeah, basically, uh, <laughs> it, she kind of looks like Hulk. So I'm wondering if there's like a Gamora with like enhancements and Super Soldier Serum type stuff uh, instead of Nebula because Nebula got all the cybernetic enhancements. So maybe she gets bio organic ones um, in this what if storyline where Nebula is the favorite. Um, could could be something like that. Uh, these, this is just the poster. Uh, some speculation from that, but we'll uh, we'll get onto that later. Um, Hope, do you have some some news for us? All right. Uh, so quickly, this isn't like fully news as much as just like I wanted to bring this up to see y'all's reactions. Um, someone on Instagram is trying to like petition Wyatt Russell to play a live action Callus from. I think um, Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. So like the, the guy with the, the oh, facial yeah. hair. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, I'd love that. Just looking at the picture of like the animated character and then right next to Wyatt Russell, I'm like, I could see that. And like the big question is uh, if, if Wyatt Russell is going to play uh, Agent Callus, who's going to play Zeb? Because like, uh, yeah, I guess that'd be more of a question for, for Isaac, but um like it does it and does it matter just because you need so much CGI to really yeah. get to capture Garazab? Well, CGI or very you know nice prosthetics. I mean, similar way do they do Chewy in the in the more modern movies? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you could do that. Yeah. So like I said, that wasn't really news as much as just like I wanted to like throw that out to the geek universe. Um, no, I definitely would love to see that because he looks like him kind of. And, like, mm-hmm. honestly, I know we all hate um, John Walker on Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, no doubt. Okay, like, I hate him, but, I like, I, I'm so happy that he's included in the MCU. Like, yeah. his mm-hmm. role is necessary. Yes, absolutely. Um, but, honestly, like, I watched another jo- uh, John Walker. Yeah, I watched another John Walker movie because that's a thing. Um, Wyatt Russell movie. And, like, he is a, he's a good actor. Or like, I like the fact that he could, he's a, been able to create a character that like is universally hated. Like that shows talent. Um, but so continuing on into news. Um, so for fans of How I Met Your Mother, as well as Lizzie McGuire, uh, Hilary Duff is set to star in and produce a sequel series on Hulu called How I Met Your Father. So. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure if any of the original cast is going to be coming back or if it's going to be a completely new cast. Um, but I just saw that and I, I was like, yes, more of that because that show is awesome. Like, it goes on with all other sitcoms of just being awesome. Um, if you've been waiting for more MCU movies, Hawkeye has officially finished filming. They wrapped on mm-hmm. filming uh, like just the, yesterday. So that is going to, we are very excited for that. Um, I can't wait to see the trailer and more pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord of the Rings fans. I mentioned in a few episodes ago that Amazon was coming mm-hmm. out with a Lord of the Rings TV show. Well, just for the first season, the cost to make this series um, is Four hundred sixty-five million dollars, which is like the largest television series like budget ever. 
Um, so I hope it works out in your favor and so, that they like blow up a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it better be good with that kind of money. <laughs> I know, like in comparison, if you really want to know like budget stuff, like the CW shows, they get like ten dollars each in like budget. Yeah. It's which and like how can you make a profit from spending four hundred million dollars on something? It is Lord of the Rings, I mean, so like you are going to get lots of people to watch it. But I, I I share your concern. Also, that was a joke about the CW budget. Like they have more than ten dollars, but also like sometimes like I'll, I'll be watching The Flash and I'm like, really? Like that's very clearly not Grant Gustin. That's <laughs> one of my favorite inside jokes. I just like to joke about tiny CW superhero budget. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the Flash, though, but in the movie universe, uh, Michael Keaton has been confirmed to reprise his role as Batman in the Flash movie. He was hesitant at first because of COVID, and you know Michael Keaton is old, so like obviously there's concerns. But he has been uh, confirmed to join the film as Batman, so we get Michael Keaton Batman back. Oh, and if he comes back to um, Spider-Man No Way Home, the flat, the Flash movie and No Way Home are coming out within like a year of each other. Yeah. That so you'd be in a DC and Marvel properties like back to back. I mean, yeah. I guess J.K. Simmons kind of did that too. So. Um, so going into Spider-Man universe, Alfred Ooh. Molina uh, confirmed that he is playing Doc Ock in Spider-Man No Way Home. And that they are using de-aging technology on him. So, you know, another old actor. Because he's they're apparently, like, picking up his storyline directly after Spider-Man 2 from 2004. So, like... Directly? Sure. I was going to say directly. So he's, like, in like... the water? <laughs> Sorry. There, yeah, I'm not sure how it's going to work. Um, But, so, like... The multiverse has been confirmed, apparently, in this news. Um, but also, like, the fact that they're like, hey, we're going to bring in Alfred Molina, but we're going to de-age him back to when he was yeah. when he looked like in 2004. I mean, hopefully it's like they de-age him for a section, and yeah. then it's like, like, it goes back to him, you know, immediately after Spider-Man 2, and then he gets, like, you know, like, to a new... You know, I don't know how it's going to work, but gets put into a different universe. And then he just like lives there for another like 20 years. Yeah. And then he looks like how he does now. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'm, I'm excited that, you know, multiverse and old characters are coming back. So, I mean, I like the de-aging stuff. Like, I think it's, although I, I found it kind of comedic, like uh, when they did it for Mike, Michael Douglas in Endgame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was fun. Um, so... We all know Jason Momoa who plays Aquaman, and he was on Game of Thrones. Um, he will be joined by um, another alum from Game of Thrones in the Aquaman 2 series, um, Hilo right? Asbeck. Hilo mm-hmm. Asbeck. I don't know how to say his name, and I feel really bad for mispronouncing it. Um, but he is joining Aquaman 2 uh, alongside Jason Momoa. Now, if we could just get, you know, maybe like Amelia Clark into. Oh, that yeah. guy. You're on Greyjoy. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, get Amber Heard out of the movie. You know, I'll, I'll be extra excited for that movie. Well, I um, hope that P. Lou Asbeck is going to be playing uh, his girlfriend. That'd be 
<laughs> be very interesting. Um, so let's see here. Next is Indiana Jones Five has confirmed two new cast members alongside of Harrison Ford. So Mads Mikkelsen has been cast in an unknown role, um, along with Phoebe Waller Bridge. Is they are both joining Indiana Jones Five. Um, I'm kind of waiting for the announcement of Robert Pattinson because I really want that whole young Indiana Jones thing to come back that was supposed to be with Shia LaBeouf and then got changed to Robert Pattinson and then got like postponed indefinitely. Um, but hey, we're getting Indiana Jones and it's going to be really interesting because Harrison Ford is old. Like I love Harrison Ford. He can still Ford. act though. If you, <laughs> yeah. if you saw uh, what was the one movie with the, with the dog. Oh yeah! Oh, oh. oh my gosh! Oh, Why am I blanking? <laughs> it's not into the wild. It was call call of the wild. Yeah, call of the wild. There it is. Yep. No. Yeah, he was good in that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Well, he's good in Star Wars. Bad, but like, I'm like Indiana oh, yeah, Jones, and he's like, is this gonna be Indy's last like hurrah type thing? Like, are they gonna kill him off? I, that's this? what I thought Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was, and then they pulled the aliens crap on us, and I was like, what? <laughs> okay, I mean, LeBeau came in. Like, it was supposed to be he took over the franchise. It's like, his son. Mud. Yeah. Mutt? Mutt? Mud? Mutt? I don't know. I don't remember, but it's it been was... a while since I've watched Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But then it was that um, Robert Pattinson was cast as young, you know, as Indiana Jones Jr. And so that's why I'm like, what's happening with the franchise? But anyways, um, fans of Bridgerton. So they're currently filming season two. Um, it has been renewed for seasons three and four. For fans of other shows on Netflix, other shows have not yet been renewed and we're patiently, not so patiently waiting. Yeah, I was gonna say impatiently and waiting for like six shows to get a renewal. Um, speaking of Netflix, uh, Netflix is planning on honoring Chadwick Boseman um, in an upcoming special called A Portrait of an Artist, where Viola Davis, Spike Lee, uh, Danny Guerrera, and more will speak of the late actor in this special. And so get your tissues ready for when that comes out, because we all know we're going to be crying because Chadwick Boseman. I still haven't processed that fully. Nope. Um, there is a rumor circulating around that a Wolverine anthology series is come is in early development at Disney Plus. Um, I don't know if they're like talking Hugh Jackman coming back or if they're just gonna try and go more into the comics. Um, but I would be super excited for that to come in. Uh, so here is some fun news of the day: Tom Hiddleston knew about Loki's death in Infinity War since 2016, before Thor Ragnarok started filming. And, like, I don't know how to process that, because, like, I, to know that your character is going to die in, like, the next movie, two movies. <laughs> die, um, die. die. Yeah, die. yeah, Brendan's die. got some qu air quotes going. Um... So for Shazam! Fury of the Gods, we have a new cast member as well. Uh, Lucy Liu, who was uh, Watson in the Sherlock Holmes series on TV. Um, she has been cast as the villain Calypso, who I believe mm. 
is the sister of uh, Helen Mirren's character, um, Hera, I think. No, that's his. I got really confused because they came out with like something that said like that there was a sister to the other villain. Um, so there is that. We have like Calypso coming in. Um, let's see here. For game fans, a first ever live action film of Gundam um, is heading to Netflix. Ooh, okay. So I, I, I don't know what the uh, original like what it was originally on, what the game was on, if it was Xbox or PlayStation or anything, but um, to hear that it's the first ever live action of something means that like, it's popular, right? I would hope. Um, Jordan Vaught Roberts, who was Kong Skull Island uh, director and producer is set to direct and produce the movie for Gundam. I hope I'm saying it right. I'm sorry if I'm butchering names. Um, let's see here. So Paramount has officially announced sweeping changes to their slate, altering release dates for a handful of 2021 and 2022 films. So we've got Snake Eyes is coming out July 23rd, 2021. Jackass is coming out October 22nd, 2021. Top Gun Maverick is coming out November 19th, 2021. Mission Impossible 7 that's coming out May 27th, 2022. Dungeons and Dragons is coming out March 3rd, 2023. And Mission Impossible 8 is coming out July 7th of 2023. They're uh, really like tripling down on the Mission Impossible franchise. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of going to be interested because like, I don't know. Like the last one was kind of good with Henry Cavill in it as like the sneaky villain. But, like, I also feel like they're running out of stuff to do with uh, Tom Cruise. Oh, no. They're just going to combine <laughs> it with the Fast and Furious world, and it's going to... No. No, no, no. No, no. We do not destroy my Fast and Furious world with Mission Impossible. Don't you dare I, do that. I feel like both of them are running out of ideas. Bringing Han back well, for Furious 9? Well, like, I mean, Fast and yeah. Furious was only supposed to be... Is only, like, 10 movies. Like, there were only, like, 10 movies, like, contracted um originally i think the idea was just like they like did the first one and then they're like yeah we can do a second one they're like no nah, we'll make this a five movie thing and then fast five hit and they got like renewed for four movies and it yeah. was like oh okay so i don't i don't know like i feel like fast and furious that also depends on what way they go with the storyline for fast nine um mm -hmm. especially with uh charlie theron's character um and john Cypher. cena's character you know being like oh so uh, we Dom and ha has a has a new brother. Okay, that's that's interesting. It's for family. Okay, yeah, that's what the movies are about. But his Bam. brother's the villain. So like, I'm confused. But I'm actually really excited to see that storyline. Um, fans of Star Trek, there is a new movie or project coming out that will be out June 9th, twenty twenty three. They have not said what it is. Like, they're keeping it very mysterious. Um, and I'm also, like, if they bring back, like, the cast of the recent movies, like uh, Anton Yakovich. You know, yeah, maybe you're right, Yalkin. Because, um, you know, he passed away, freak accident. Yeah, Yalkin, yeah. Um, so I don't know what they would do to do that. But 
I'm excited if they bring back back Chris Pine and um, Bones. Like yeah, Carl Urban. Yeah, yeah. Carl Urban is Bones. Like hey, damn it, Jim. <laughs> yes. Uh, fans of Black Panther, the sequel is tentatively titled Black Panther Two, um, and it's there's been a lot of stuff online uh, about a petition to recast Black Panther, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. It's a petition by fans. And, like, I understand that you want the legacy of Black Panther to continue, but I also feel like if you did that right now, you might be taking away from other storylines that they're trying to work through without yeah. Chadwick Boseman. Um, so, like, I have mixed feelings on it. Like, I really don't want him to be recast right now, maybe, like, in a few also, years. Also, Kevin Feige has already come out and said that they're not doing that, at least for not not for Black Panther 2. But I'm... Yeah. I'm excited to see um, what's the actress's name for what's the actress Shuri's actress is that oh, no uh, Leetta Wright Letitia okay. Wright yep no Letitia. I was thinking Lupita Nyong'o who plays um, another character whose whose actual name I'm for, whose character's name I'm forgetting now too I need to rewatch Black Panther it's been a while <laughs> um, but yeah I'm excited because Letitia Wright's a really good actress um, oh. like from everything else I've seen and like. Her, like the character of Shuri, I think like in the main role would be, would be very mm -hmm. fun to watch. Well, and it'd also be interesting too, cause they have to talk about how like a black Panther would be created now. Now, like the flowers are destroyed after the first movie. So I feel like the second one kind of needs to be more sciencey anyways, of them trying to like figure out how to create a black Panther or keep the black Panther line going. Um, so a few, episodes ago i announced that marvel comics was coming out with a lgbtq um captain america so dc comics has revealed that a major batman character is actually lgbtq plus um the character in question is none other than batman's new partner in crime fighting ghost maker uh who has remained an absolute mystery in just about every way possible so i'm not like I'm not saying that they're doing it just to make an LGBTQ character. I think they're doing it just like so that they can have more representation and like try and show real world um, characters, you know, just like Marvel does. Um, so I'm actually excited about that too. And I might actually look into more comics as well. Um, I have just like two more things and then we, I'll be done for geek news of today um so fans of the after movies um you are going to be getting t two other movies after the um next one is coming out so you've got after uh after we collided um i can't remember what the next the third one is but you've got after we fell and after after ever happy that one is a tongue twister to try and say um which w and it's a prequel and a next generation sequel um so the prequel is the um so it's loosely based on the after series book before um which the author penned from the perspective of Hardin um and like his life before he met Tessa so 
that's going to be really interesting. Hero Phoenix will not be portraying Harden Scott in the prequel because it is early days Harden and um, Hero is my age. He's 24. Um, and it's supposed to be like a teen Harden. Um, and then the sequel will follow Tessa and Harden's children, Emery and Auden, as well as their cousin, Addie. So y'all have that to look forward to. Um, and finally, just because like, I'm a Packers fan. I know I live in Michigan. I should be a Lions fan, but I'm not getting into that. I'm a Packers fan. You can say whatever the heck you want. Um, my team is better than yours. Leave it at that. Um, so Ro Aaron Rodgers just finished up his um, two weeks of hosting Jeopardy. And there was an interview that he had, um, a Los Angeles Times interview that he was asked if he were to face off against other NFL players as a contestant on Jeopardy, who would he see as his toughest competition? And Aaron Rodgers came back and said that he would like to play against former Green Bay Packers teammate and current Cleveland Browns center JT Treader and Washington uh, football team quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. Both are brilliant, he said. But he said that the other person that he would absolutely love to beat as, and I will say this quote, is one guy I would love to beat, love, love, love to beat, is one of my former teammates now, Corey Lindsley. Corey, who has just been our center for a number of years, just signed with the LA Chargers. Corey is really brilliant. There is no one I would want to beat more if we were both contestants than Corey Lindsley. So, you know, I kind of want them to come out with the Jeopardy episode of just like Aaron Rodgers against whoever the heck he wants because he was on Jeopardy a few years ago and he did really well. So like, I don't know, maybe we could do it again, you know? Another uh, fundraising episode. Yeah, go for it. I mean, I'm always down to see Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy. I think he did a good job hosting. Yeah. I so. would love to see him host more, but also he has a football career right now. So that's not happening. Yes. All right. Well, um, to get on to our main topic today. Um, well, it, let's see. How should I word this? Coming up this summer. Uh, Marvel will be releasing something it is calling the What If Project. You know, Marvel What If. And basically, it's an animated series in which they explore some of the, uh, you know, what could have been storylines in the Marvel Universe. Like, if one thing had changed, how would that have changed the MCU specifically? Um, we thought that was a really cool concept and a really cool idea uh, here at Raving Geeks. So we decided, you know, can we apply this to other other franchises or other um, fandoms that we think could really like benefit from a what if series um, to get like fans and other creative minds behind it to really like push this. Um, so we all came up with like one main like fandom, uh, I guess, that we want to explore. We're going to talk about like some what some what episodes might look like for that um or anything like that so the general criteria that like at least that i was using was um for ones that i would pick is like um the fandom has to be conducive to this like animated format uh one that's like not necessarily like dark but not like oh like oh like we can make it like this light cute thing it should it should match that like same tone um and it should be able to like in theory run for like multiple seasons not just like a few things like if you have you know, there's a couple of, like, fandoms that, like, you have, like, one or two, like, books and, like, a movie, and there's, like, projects coming out in the future, but you don't have enough to, like, really base it on right now. 
like that that's kind of the criteria criteria we went with um so before we really get started i know when we originally uh thought of this idea um the first thing that popped into my head was star wars like literally like every decision made in the star wars universe could be turned into a what if episode um so uh if that interests you near in the future uh, i believe isaac and i will be doing a uh a bonus episode of raving geeks that will be going up where we specifically talk about what if episodes of star wars where we give ourselves you know a little more time than cramming it into one of our uh, regular episodes so uh let us know if you uh, would watch that and uh if you're looking forward to it so all righty now uh, we're gonna gonna get started here um isaac would you like to start with your like main main fandom yes all right um for those who uh, know me by now would probably already guess that I'm going to pick Lord of the Rings uh, mostly because, uh, and I just, and by Lord of the Rings, I actually mean the extended of like all of Tolkien's work um, that has to do with the same world, because I mean, there are a lot of, a lot of moments that if you go back through, you know, Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit and the Cimmerillion where you're like, what if they uh, didn't do this? Or what if instead of that, they did this? um you know <laughs> kin slang okay um yeah so i do you want me to just start by yeah if you could pick an episode like what what's like the big episode like the season finale episode that you think would be if they did a you know a uh, lord of the rings or uh, middle earth you know what if okay okay um so so um i actually i went through and i i typed down uh, i typed down 16 actually possible what ifs but half of them are just like what if so-and-so had the ring? What if so-and-so had the ring? Um, and so I will actually go and I'm going to actually use a quote that's from the book uh, because there's a moment when Sam has the one ring and Frodo has been poisoned by Shelob and he thinks he's dead. So Sam takes the one ring because he's like, I'm going to finish this. Um, but it said that the ring sent like him visions basically um, that flashed through his head. And it said that wild fantasies arose in his mind and he saw Samwise the strong hero of the age striding with a flaming sword across the darkened land and armies flocking to his call as he marched to the overthrow of Baradur. And then all the clouds rolled away and the white sun shone at his command. The Vale of Gorgoroth, which is like where Baradur is in Mordor, uh, became a garden of flowers and trees and brought forth fruit. He had only to put on the ring and claim it for his own and all this could be. And obviously that's just the ring tempting him to put it on. Uh, but I think it'd be so cool to see like a, what if that actually happened? And we see like Sam with like a flaming sword. Um, and he's just like uniting everyone. Uh, I don't know. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, I think so too. That I, I hadn't, I hadn't considered that. Cause like, I, I, re I remember like what you're talking about that situation. I don't remember the exact wording, but um no, I think that'd be cool. My first thought when I thought of this is to like, what what if instead of you know, um, you know, Frodo as like the the main antagonist is like, what if it was Samwise instead? Like they just shifted a little bit. He was yeah. the, I guess like they don't really use the language of like the chosen one, but like Frodo's the the, the chosen one. What if it was Sam? Is it was, was my first thought. Would have been done um, a lot faster. No, I'm just heck yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe if Isildur. Um, do you want me to continue or do you want to go go for it? I don't know if we wanted to do like one, then one, then one. Um, oh no, we'll we'll just do uh, all Lord of the Rings to start. All right, all right, cool. The next like really cool one I think would be a sweet episode was um all right so uh, the Belrog 
uh, awakes in Mor Moria, um, and then he goes, and then he fights Gandalf, and then dies. Um, what if he had killed the Fellowship, and he had the One Ring? Um, because the Belrog is the same kind of creature that Sauron is. Uh, they're both Maiar, and I was thinking, what if like there's one Dark Lord over here, but then another Dark Lord that's just as powerful as over here, and then he had his army of like orcs and goblins, and then there was just a giant orc fight. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think Belrogs are sick. Um, like I said, a lot of mine just have to do with the One Ring. Um, well, that makes sense. There's a, I will say, there's a really funny video, uh, which I actually got the idea for one of mine from. It's uh, it's by the series called Toon Sandwich. Uh, that you might know them by they have a giant series where they have like yeah. giant hero battle or giant villain mm -hmm. battle uh, but they have a video called sean bean doesn't die and it's like what if sean bean didn't die in all these movies and there's the what if formir didn't die <laughs> um but and he's just like going with them throughout all of uh middle earth and he's like i don't know he's just like being sean bean and he's like it's just a giant elephant <laughs> when they're like fighting the mumikill and he's like, what are you scared of spiders or something, Samwise? And then he goes and like stabs Shelob. Like it's just him being Sean Bean. Now, that'd be pretty sick. Um, an episode, what if Gandalf? Uh, oh, before you do, I realized I have like no knowledge in Lord of the Rings. But if Sean Bean didn't die in Lord of the Rings, how could he play Zeus in uh, Percy Jackson? So that's all my thing. I don't know. Um, oh, I, I don't know I, if you know this, but actors aren't the characters they play. So he, in theory, could wait, be both. Wait a minute. It, are you inferring that there's some sort of live action movie of the Percy Jackson series? Uh, you know, well, it's good separate from the books. If you don't know the books, it's an all right series. You think the second uh, one? Never mind. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, I was going to say Lightning Thief is a good movie if you haven't read the books. The sea of Monsters is not. Yeah. Um, Jake Abel so, saying, "Why are you on my roof?" is pretty good in Sea of Monsters, though. Like, come on. Um, all right, I, I, and then not associated with the ring. I have. What if Gandalf had a child with like Galadriel or something, and then they'd have that like be one of the most powerful beings in the world because they'd be half Maiar and half Elf. Um, I know Galadriel's married to Kel uh, Lord Celeborn. I was going to ask how old is Gandalf going to be when he has said child? Gandalf. Okay. I don't want to <laughs> get too far into that. So Gandalf is an immortal being called a Maiar. Uh, he, they're like a spirit. But then when he came to Middle Earth in the third age, he took the form of an old man. Okay. Uh, because he didn't want to be like, he wanted to be underestimated. He wanted to be an old man that people would look down on. They wouldn't think that he's some tall, powerful person. He's actually technically that body is younger than Galadriel. Um, I guess most bodies are younger than Gladwell. She's an elf. Um, but th that's how we, that, that's that transition from Gandalf the Grey to Gandalf the White. Like the, it's it's not the body that really does the changing, uh, yeah. and that the body doesn't really matter if that makes sense. But also, if you don't, yeah, hope you yeah. aren't the biggest Lord of the Rings person, so that's not the. <laughs> Gandalf is a is a strong, powerful man with lots of stamina. Um, oh man, so. Uh, Obviously, I think it'd be a cool episode if we just had what if Sauron did win, you know, mm -hmm. and we just see the gradual. I feel like that would be the season series finale. Yeah. Like, but I, I would imagine it's like, you know, the first like five, ten minutes is like, you know, you know, the big battle from uh, Return of the King. 
Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Sauron winning. Um, but then the rest of the episode would be like the survivors from that battle, like as like Ooh. a resistance. Yeah. Like that would be a cool episode. Like most people are dead, but then it's like, but then so you like, have like, a, yeah. Yeah. Like you'd probably still have, I, I don't know if Sauron would let Gandalf live. Um, probably but not. like you'd probably have like a Gandalf level, like in terms of power, you'd have one of them being like the, the ringleader. And then you have a couple, like you got Radagast from uh, the Hobbit. Yeah. And you just have like people that like were traditionally considered side characters as like the new leaders of all these factions, like you know yeah. someone that, like a fan favorite of the elves and uh, the dwarves and everything, like and they're now in these leadership roles. And since it's a like an animated thing, you don't need the actors, so yeah. like you can kind of bring in anyone. Um, yeah, I mean, you I mean, technically need actors because you need you just need voices. voice actors. Yeah, but, you get, like you, you don't need the original actor. Like you don't yeah. need this big budget thing to do. You know, I mean, Billy West plays like eight actually he plays like a million characters in futurama but he plays like five of the main characters um and so that'd be pretty cool though if sauron won um especially if like one by one the episode started out with like all the heroes dying like the ones that we know you Mm -hmm. know like failing and doing stuff um because especially if sauron did win like the orcs outnumbered the humans like and he already had the easterlings and the haradrim which are the people on the giant elephants uh like at his side so he would probably just take over the entire continent and it'd be great because it would probably end with like physically the gods or the valar coming over and having to basically like extinction level sink that continent or something that's right okay so i always forget about that like i i don't think big scale for lord of the rings but you're right like there's the whole storyline of like pre like middle earth and all this stuff of like um i forget are they called realms in Lord of the Rings, sorry, no, not really. It's been, just, it's been a while. I mean, but like, just places, there's yeah. Middle Earth, and then there's like these like weird like areas outside yeah. of Middle Earth where like Valinor, yeah, Valerian already really got destroyed. Cool. But yeah, and so like it would literally end with like cosmic battle. Um, I can see that. That'd be, be really dope. Yeah, be, and then maybe even Eru Iluvatar, who's like the god above gods, would just be like, "All right, we're gonna have to scratch this and go back to to step one." Exactly. Um, when you said Lord of the Rings, though, I think the one that kind of popped into my head um, was think- thinking back to like the Hobbit. Um, what if like they failed? Like going like you know they're trying. It's been a while. The last time I like interacted with the Hobbit was the movies, which are a little bit different. Um, but then like let's say like they get to um, you know Smaug's lair and they go in that like let's say Bilbo fails like Bilbo gets caught by Smaug. Let's yeah, let's let's work with that. Bilbo gets caught by Smaug having the ring. Um the ring is trapped in the mountain. They do not get like they do not reconquer the mountain. Um and Smaug is there. And then we lead into Lord of the Rings. Like yeah. you don't have the ring. How does that change things? This does Smaug um become like a chosen one like the <laughs> dragon itself. Like I think that'd be really funny to see. Like, what if what if Smaug got the ring, understood what it meant, and like interacted with Sauron? Because like Smaug's dead in Lord of the Rings. There's no yeah. like, are there dragons? Heck, no. Uh, that's it. Okay, well, he, okay. He he's the last of the great drakes from the north, <clears throat> uh, which are like the ones that can breathe fire and stuff too. The fire breathing drakes. So it's like hypothetically there are more giant lizard like dragons mm-hmm. that live in the far north. But like many dragons didn't even have wings. They were kind of just things that like giant Komodo dragons, essentially. So there might be some more of that, but he was the last of the great, great dragons. 
Um, <laughs> but no, so if, if he had the ring, like Sauron would probably try and kill him, but that'd be pretty. That would sick. be a high order with Smaug with the ring. I don't. I don't think Sauron can do it. Yeah, and like if you're a human, you're like, who do you root for? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but then also, I feel like Sauron like wants domination. I feel like Smaug just kind of want to be left alone. Yeah. So I feel like I root for exactly. Um, like un- until like you mess with him, and then you'll like. So I feel like it just like with Sauron, it's decimation. With Smaug, you end up with a dictatorship, and I feel like that's where you root for as a, that's who yeah. you root for as a human. It's like I'd rather be subjugated than dead. Um, He's the hero we didn't we deserve. Exactly, <laughs> but hero. Not the hero we wanted. <laughs> I mean, um, you can always bring in Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. and you know Sherlock because you know Martin Freeman. Sorry, that's oh, all. I'm it. sorry. I, I I always forget like all of the MCU people that are in other movies, especially yeah. Lord of the Rings. Martin Freeman in Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberpatch, and Smaug, all the same person. Uh, Gollum is also Ulysses Claw. Yes. <laughs> another Black Panther case. <laughs> oh, man. I always forget about that one. Um, and then I, I'll do one more. Um, so there's a moment where Saruman is like, join me, Gandalf. And then Gandalf's like, I didn't know when Saruman the Wise became Saruman the Fool. And then like they have this old man fight. Uh, but it was like, what if Gandalf joined Saruman? Like, Saruman has this huge dialogue in the books, which is like, the age of the elf is over, and it's the age of men. But it's like, men can't rule themselves, so we can rule them. Um, and they're two immortal beings, so it would literally be a giant orderly kingdom ruled by two old immortal men. Um, and that'd be pretty interesting. Like, Saruman was a bad guy, but he technically had his reasons. Like, he really he wanted to rule over men, and eventually stop Sauron, but he goes about it in a very bad way <laughs> by making mm-hmm. an army of orcs to kill the men, to subjugate them. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be really cool to see this, these two immortal warrior, uh, rulers take over. I yeah. think so too. I feel like there's a lot of potential in Lord of the Rings too, just with how much details in those books. Yeah. So cool. Thanks, Isaac. Uh, I feel like oh, I should well, add in unnecessary details in those books. Well, that is subjective. Okay, yeah. Um, listen, <laughs> sometimes you don't need a poem on every other page, but <laughs> in this case, it's fun. Now we have those. I know I have the Lord of the Rings behind me right here. Look at it's only a big old book. I think I, I just saw like smaller than that. Three poems just by flipping through this. I love it. I love it though. Alrighty, Hope. What about you? Uh, so, like Isaac, I am sure you can all guess which uh, fandom I chose. Harry Potter, of course. Um, mainly because, like, I feel like it's more well-known than the other one that I chose. Um, but, so, Harry Potter. I Woo! I kind of went with the, like, main trope of the what-if. Um, of what... So, like, we all know that Neville was technically the chosen one, but he was chosen to lead, like, the whole battle versus, like, the individual battle, mm-hmm. um, like Harry was. But my thing is, what if, like, Neville's parents were killed by Voldemort? You know, Neville what became the chosen one, um, had the scar and everything, but he still lived with his grandma. So, like, he doesn't have the abuse that the Dursleys gave Harry. He got some abuse, but not some, the same yeah. abuse. Um, but then the other part 
is because Harry would essentially, like Harry and Neville would essentially trade places where Bellatrix comes and um, tortures Harry's parents. But, but Harry then grows up with the parental um, figures of Sirius Black and Remius Lupin. Because uh, Sirius is never framed for murder. Yep. Yeah, no. Yeah. What a cool world. Because, I mean, you're not really, we're not really missing out on anything because, I mean. Can you imagine how, like, extra sassy, though? Like, especially once Harry got to school and, like, Sirius and Remus both learned that Snivellus Snape <laughs> was, was Harry's potions professor. And they're like, listen, you had nothing on Lily. And then if like Harry still found the Half-Blood Prince's book and found it and they were like, dude, that's Lily's handwriting. Like, you cannot claim this as yours. Like, come on. Um, but also, like, I also see it as more like, because Lupin was definitely more like the voice of reason. Like he was definitely oh, mm-hmm. more like Lily and Sirius was definitely like my man. James. And so like, I also see it as like the fight between like um, both of them knowing how chaotic they can be because, you know, they're the Marauders. Um, but also like um, finding out, Oh, Harry drove up the car to school and and he was chaotic. The thing like, though is would would all that stuff even still happen? Like my question is like if if Neville's the chosen one and Harry's not the chosen one, do Ron and Harry still make that connection day you know, day one? Or do Neville and Ron make that connection? Like ooh. and like I think that's something they'd explore and like I feel like this would definitely be the series finale question. Like what if Harry's not the chosen one and it's Neville? Um like, well, and then yeah. my other question is, would Harry still be sorted into Gryffindor or would he be sorted into Slytherin? Well, because um, I feel like if Sirius and Lupin are his are his parental figures, um, then he'd probably want to be in the same house they were, which was mm-hmm. Gryffindor. Because um, I was thinking about that, too. But then I was like, no, because, yeah, he'd probably and well, he probably wouldn't like uh Draco, because well, Draco thinks doesn't he think Sirius is like a blood traitor? Yeah, yeah. But then my other thing is, would Sirius say that Slytherin isn't all that bad because he's trying to make up for the mistakes that he made with Regulus? Mm. Because mm. Regulus was sorted into Slytherin, and he lost touch with his brother. So therefore, would he tell Harry, "Hey, if you get sorted into Slytherin, like you just..." be you and you know we'll continue to keep you grounded and like be a good and you'll turn out fine you know like the house doesn't truly matter like what also makes me question if like the reason why harry was going to go into um slytherin was because of you know the part of voldemort yeah. in him and then therefore would that be what happens with neville and if neville was sorted into slytherin would snape still be as much of an ass and a bully as he was speaking of snape i feel like snape would play a very different role in this scenario because like the whole reason he's like with harry and harry's able to like win in the end is because of like snape's double agency however without you know the the i guess motivation of getting revenge on voldemort for killing lily potter does, does he ever like is he ever a double agent 
Is he always like Ooh. still like a faithful yeah. Death Eater, or mm-hmm. because, or does he turn on? Do he and Sirius team up to turn on Bellatrix for hurting Lily? There that, we that's go. That's what I was about to say because, in a way, the torture and essentially her losing her mind and her identity would essentially be worse than her being dead because she's still alive. Like Lily is physically there, but who she is and who Snape is obsessed with is gone. So I feel like he'd more like he'd probably still be a bully in all honesty because like he didn't have the figure of you know the the good person figure of hey if you're bullied like here's how you become better rather than go into the darkness. Um, but I feel like they would find a way to team up against like that he might still be a double agent, but maybe not necessarily like as um influential and committed yeah like people Mm -hmm. would be like are you a double agent though i feel like you're a double agent like you know lily's still alive so like why are you with us you know well i i I just want to say back on that slytherin neville connection i totally stand for that because neville is a pureblood um and i think snape would probably take him under his wing if he knows that like I mean, whether or not Snape does that, I mean, Neville is going to be then the child of prophecy that's going to eventually kill Voldemort. And it depends on how much actually, depending on how much Snape is willing to betray Voldemort in this series would mean Mm -hmm. how much he's going to be a mentor to Neville, which would be pretty cool. I feel like this could be a whole season of a a Harry Potter (laughs) wedding show. This is like, what if Neville was the chosen one? You just go through like a bunch of different like scenarios. That could definitely be a whole season. Because like, I could also see Neville being sorted into Slytherin and then teaming up with Draco and possibly Crab and Goyle. Um, but then having to do like in the first book of finding the uh, Sorcerer's Stone, the Philosopher's Stone, and like having to go through everything and like what it is, is like, you know, they're all freaking out. And suddenly like Neville's like, wait, God, like Neville's the one who figures out that it's Devil's Snare not Hermione. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I love this. Apology and stuff. And then like, and Draco actually turns out to be good. And, you know, we actually mm-hmm. all fall in love with Draco because he's not a total ass or portrayed as a total ass. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, maybe Draco could actually like stand up against Voldemort with his friends instead of being called, which wands up for, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember her name. Narcissa Malfoy just passed away. So, like, bonds up for that. Um, She'll be dearly missed. Tom Felton's post about that was Mm. super sweet. Um, But, like, I could see a bunch of characters, like, as people in the fandom, like myself, like, like, I'm a Draco person who, like, He's my child. Like I could I <laughs> yeah. see I see the good. Draco's a bad guy. I don't I I don't think he ever really got redeemed. Like I don't, he didn't get redeemed. I don't think so, but I also think that he didn't have a choice in a lot of He didn't of it. have Neville to be there with him. Exactly. I feel like, like he had a choice. Yeah. I I feel like he his family specifically had a choice. Oh. But if like you had a family member named Bellatrix Lestrange who was crazy enough to torture someone and actually and use the um cruciatus curse yeah cruciatus curse thank you um that like because that's a curse you actually need to like 
want to use that curse. Um, you, you need the passion of torture. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, would you stay, like, would his family stay to protect their son so that, you know, Auntie Bellatrix doesn't come through and torture their son? Or would you go and try and hide? Like, I know she's in Azkaban at the beginning. Like, I get that. But, like, also, she breaks out of Azkaban at one point. Um, so, like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot that could happen in a what if series and it would be very interesting. I feel like another interesting one would be just like, what if Harry got sorted into Slytherin in the first, like he's still the chosen one and his group yeah. is, you know, Draco, Crab, Goyle, Pansy, Parkinson. I was going to um, Pansy, Blaze. Blaze. Yeah. Like, and that's his, that's his group. Um, and then like, how does that change his relationship with Voldemort? Does Voldemort like see like more <laughs> kinship with him or does Voldemort still see him as an adversary? Yeah. Um, also, uh, I guess I'm, I, I just had remembered it because I was like, why actually was the reason he chose Harry to kill Harry over Neville? And it's because Harry was a half-blood and not a... Which is similar to Voldemort. And so he chose to kill him. So well, And also he was with in Snape's connection to Lily. So, mm -hmm. like, he knew more about Harry than he did yeah. Neville. And he <laughs> promised. He said, I won't hurt her. And then oh. he hurt her. Because <laughs> she was in the way. So, you know. Yeah. Um... But Wait, I, have, have you seen that TikTok where it's like the guy's pretending to be Voldemort coming in and he kills James and he's like, all right, now you, like it's Voldemort talking to Lily. He's like, all right, now you just <laughs> get out of the way and you get to be with Severus and I just kill your kid and you stay alive and you get to be with Severus. She's like, no. Nah, I'd rather die. Me. I'd rather <laughs> die than be with Severus. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like smaller scale ones I've thought of too for the what if. Um, I like, do have one smaller scale one that's like kind of super small. Super but, small. It goes with Quidditch. Quidditch. So, what if Quidditch teams at Hogwarts had coaches, not just captains? So, like, how we know that, like, Oliver Wood and uh, Marcus Flint were yeah. the captains. And, like, they essentially ran practices and, like, told their team what maneuvers and everything. What if they had a coach? Because I could totally see Oliver Wood graduating and then coming back and being like, listen, y'all, yeah. this is my team, and this is what we're going to do. All right. I got two then, like, when, <laughs> when um, Albus and uh, James, you know, yeah. Harry and Ginny's kids, like, he'd just be obsessed with them because he's like, Ginny and Harry got yeah. together and had children. These are going to be the best Quidditch players I've ever seen. Have you seen the meme, like, from Tumblr where, like, it's like, can you imagine Oliver Wood's reaction to learning yes. that Harry and Ginny married and like combined their bloodlines? And it's like, okay, so this is how many kids you have to have in order to make like the perfect Quidditch <laughs> team. And like, there's like, how did you get into my bedroom? <laughs> just um, like running plays. When you, when you said like coaches, for some reason, my brain went on a tangent of just thinking about like, what if it was like muggle football coaches? that got hired by hogwarts and so it's like a bunch of like american football coaches that are like pick up the ball like what are you doing oh my gosh he was open he was right there and it's like mike didka or some other people yeah see hey, you know, uh, speaking of that like incorporating muggles um <laughs> i want to see like muggles with muggle weapons fight wizards like, I want to see a Harry Potter what if where during the second wizarding war, like, they bring in, like, muggle allies, and they all just, they're all like, all right, I ha I got my pistol, and then they just, someone just, like, shoots Voldemort in the shoulder. <laughs> I think that'd be so funny. 
like, <laughs> or like, like someone's like with a bow and arrow or a sword, just and like wizards, like, well, I don't, I don't know what to do about that. Yeah, <laughs> like, a, a, a wizard picks what? it up and shoots and goes so uncivilized <laughs> and throws it. I could say I feel like wizards would know more what to do with the sword and bow and arrow more than they would the guns, but like. Like I mean, cannon? Harry Potter takes place in the '90s, so like they could have like fully automatic rifles, and just like I feel like the Death Eaters wouldn't stand a chance. Honestly, <laughs> no. What and are you I, gonna do? Block it? it, it, or it, it ex- a grenade where like you know, Muggle <laughs> tosses it to him, and the Death Eaters picks it up, and goes, "What the?" And then boom. Yeah. yeah. No, that'd be interesting. A, like a a wizarding war, but like one side uses like Muggle artillery. That'd be kind of funny. What um, if Harry Potter I, was rated R? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what if Harry Potter was like a war film, not just like a not just like a, a magical uh, world about like family and love and stuff like oh, that. That brings up a really good point since like the wizards during World War II. Yeah. Like, see, that's my theory about like the reason wizards are in hiding is like after like the not necessarily the industrial revolution, but like once Muggle tech started to like, I feel like Muggle tech surpassed magic, and that's how they like beat the wizards into submission. Yeah. Um, well, and the wizards like were to protect themselves, probably did like a mass like forgetting okay, spell. You know, uh, did you guys see Fantastic Beasts? Either of them? I saw the first. Uh, one. I saw the first one. Okay, so I don't know if you noticed, but American wizards don't ever say the spells out loud. Like, wizards and witches don't ever say it out loud. And that's because, like, the Salem witch trials and everything, like, the witch trials were more prevalent in American history than they were in, like, the in europe i mean they were pretty big in europe let's not rule that out uh they were big but like it wasn't like as much you talked about the salem witch trials not the you know yeah uh, Yeah. what was the big one in france i don't know i can't remember do you know that in iceland they burned more men as witches than women doesn't surprise me there's your fun fact the more you know and then the star (laughs) with the rainbow comes across my screen (laughs) um but like Oh my gosh, there was, yeah, so American wizards and everything would actually, like, you don't necessarily know, so, like, they already have, like, more cloaking, plus, at the end, when, and, like, Jacob in Fantastic Beasts also brings up the Great War, because he fought in the Great War, Mm -hmm. and he's trying to open his bakery, and he's like, listen, I fought for this country, like, I gave service, so, like, I should be able to get a loan, Um, so, like, it does make me wonder what exactly wizards were doing in Europe during World War One? Probably World like War. good. Some of them were probably like good, less muggles. Like yeah. Given the Grindelwald and Voldemort ideology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what some some of the like smaller scale ones I thought of too. Um, what if Dumbledore never rescued Umbridge from the Centaurs? So no Umbridge uh. in Book Seven. <laughs> um, that's just or, one that like thought experiment that I. Or want. she fell in love with the Centaurs. Um, seeing as the only thing she loves is government and order, um, yeah. I don't even think a what if scenario would explain <laughs> that one. Away. Um, what if she got kicked ones... in the head by a horse? All right, sorry. Okay, no, actually, no. You no, you got me there. Um, oh. The other one I was thinking of is like, what if Hagrid was allowed to finish his like magical training? There uh, are theories that that like after the Second Wizarding War that Harry took Hagrid through Diagon Alley, like he, like Hagrid had done for Harry and like bought him all this stuff and like helped him get 
through and like Hermione tutored him and everything. And I was just like, why? Make I've heard that as well. I've heard it's really cute. But like, it just originally, like, let's say like um, Tom Riddle, like, or maybe not necessarily gets caught, but doesn't successfully pin Chamber of Secrets on Hagrid. Yeah. And Hagrid uh, is able to, you know, continue his studies and actually becomes a fully fledged wizard. Where, like, where, how does that change Harry's story? Because, like, does, is Hagrid still gamekeeper? Does he move on? Yeah. Like, See, okay, so I have two things about that. So, first off, Tom Riddle doesn't win, like, gets caught in the lie because Newt Scamander comes back and is like, listen, that is a fucking spider and that doesn't do what a basilisk does. So, you have a basilisk problem. Um, you got snakes. <laughs> you got a giant snake going through you got, all the pipes. You got snakes in your plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> um, two. Shoot. <laughs> After being super dramatic. Um, oh, because Hagrid is half human, half giant, or half wizard, half giant, the wizards or wiz- wizards don't fully accept him because he is so much bigger, and the giants don't accept him because he's so much smaller. So, like, like he didn't really – he grew up more wizard than giant, so, like, giants have their own society and everything, and, like, we learn when Hagrid is taking, like, gifts to mm-hmm. – the giants to get them on Dumbledore's side, like on the right side for the second wizarding war. Um, that like, there's this hierarchy. So like, I feel like Hagrid would still need someplace to stay like professor Twilani, how like mm-hmm. she needs someplace to stay and live. So like, well, it gets I was just up. wondering if like Hagrid, like if he would move on and find a different place than Hogwarts, yeah. cause like his, his devotion to Dumbledore comes from Dumbledore helping him out mm-hmm. in that scenario. So, and, but then he's not sent to get Harry. He's not the one that takes Harry to the Dursleys. Like, is there someone else that fills that role or is there just no Hagrid? Well, if we keep up with, well, it would be Neville this time because if we're keeping up with being <laughs> Neville is the chosen one. <laughs> but that's just a whole separate thing. <laughs> that's true. Like, we yeah. can, if we're, for the what if stuff, we can change one thing, but not, and just see where that ripple effects from. So, what if Hagrid just beat the crap out of Tom Riddle when he accused him? <laughs> it's McGonagall. Who takes, who goes and gets Harry from the Dursleys because she's fed up with how they're treating him. Yeah. And it's like, listen, you're my child now. You're going to live with me. And she proceeds to, like, spell the Dursleys because. Yeah. I would read that. I love McGonagall. She's probably my top <laughs> five favorite characters. She's in I also love McGonagall. All right. Well, I have um... one smaller thing as well. <laughs> Just really quick. Muggles bringing in pens and like pencils with erasers and everything so they don't have to use quills anymore how would that change uh muggles or muggle yeah yeah like interesting no i I vibe with that wait one one last thing i open what if at the end of the battle of hogwarts harry used the elder wand to repair everything instead of having use a broom to sweep up dust after a battle while Harry's out destroying the Elder One, well, you sound like my dad. He kind of uh, that's what, every like, time we watch it. He's just like, "Why does he just fix everything?" And I'm like, "Dark magic," and that's my answer. No, no. But the <laughs> other is thing is, like, with the stone, why did Harry just drop it? Because he could have used it so that people could say goodbye. Ooh, yeah, like to well, keep in mind, he was alert. seven. He was seventeen. <laughs> I like know. he was not thinking this through. <laughs> he was just thinking about the fact that he was going to die. Also, I will say one thing I'm kind of mad about. The fact that the stone 
in the movies is a gem instead yeah. of just a random just pebble a, from a like pebble from a river. river. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, come on, why did we have to make it fancy? So all right, Brendan, take it away. <laughs> all right, I thought you had one more thing, Isaac. No, I, I think I said it. Okay, cool. All righty. So uh, here, I thought a lot about mine. Um, there were a couple things that I thought of, and I was like, oh, that'd be cool, but no, nah, it doesn't quite fit. Um, and then I was talking with my girlfriend, and she's like, well, why can't you just do, like, your own life? Like, a what-if series for, like, you personally? And I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool. But, like, I, I don't have a fandom, not for me, but I'm like, you know who, what does have a fandom? Uh, like, human history. Ooh. So, like, what if the History Channel got a hand, a handle on, like, an anime and, like, an animation studio and, like, voice actors and everything like that, which I'm sure they've done, like, the, the documentary style of, like, oh, this is what it would look like if this didn't happen and this didn't happen. But, like, I would watch that as, like, a, if the History Channel went through and said, like, you know, um, they had, like, one season, like, American history, what if? One season, uh, like, um, Chinese history, what if? And, like, did that. Um, I'm sure something like that exists, but I also think that'd be really, really cool. And like, you can turn it into like a historical fiction, like historical, like science, even like a science fiction type thing. I think that'd be really interesting. So, okay. So I actually had my senior year of high school. I was taking American history um, and we were watching a documentary about World War One and like how Hitler was in World War One, and there was actually like an allied soldier who had a chance to kill him. Um, so we actually had like a what if scenario and like would World War II still have happened? Yes. So, yeah. So my thing with that is if Hitler had been killed by the Allied soldier during World War One, yes, we would still have World War Two, but I don't think we would have necessarily had the Holocaust in the same way. I think it would depend on who took like who was the national leader if they still like yeah. let on like German area nationalism, which was not like a solely Hitler esque idea. Um, yeah, but like I, I didn't see where you're coming from. Yeah. But like I don't like, think like I think we still would have had some sort of like mass genocide, but I don't think it would have necessarily been to the scale of the Holocaust. Um, mm-hmm. but I we definitely still would have had World War Two, especially after the World War One, like Basically, they were all like, oh, it's all Germany's fault. Actually, the Ottoman Empire was part of that, which turned into, like, Austria and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like... Turkey. Should, yeah, Turkey. Um, like, so it wasn't just Germany's fault, but, like... So, World War II still would have happened, but I think there would have been differences in it, which I think would be kind of interesting to see, like what would have happened like who would have taken over germany who you know who would have risen up to yeah. lead and essentially start world war ii my biggest one would be uh would have been like what if like columbus's charter was denied yeah um, i was just i was waiting for you someone to bring that up Continue. that, that would that would be my se- like season finale It'd be like all right how does like north america look different because like eventually with like, technological developments and things like that it'd be slower but like you would it'd get easier to cross the oceans and you still see people but you know give another hundred or so years technological advances on both sides like does you know america like north and south america they still get colonized is it more of like a fight is it peaceful at some point like if you give them time like um that's one that i'm interested in my other question is would they use the americas like they used australia because like as like a penal colony well, yeah, Europe used uh, Australia as like, here, send our criminals here. Um, 
So the whites in Australia are basically, you know, all descended from some sort of criminal. Oh. Um, but sorry, Australians. In a nutshell, oversimplification, <laughs> but yeah, maybe. Um, but like, would they have used the Americas for that, or would Probably would not. America not with that like type of territory? Native American. It also depends because I mean they didn't discover. It. Like, I think it'd be yeah. cool to see a what if the Western Hemisphere was never colonized. Not never, but like. Well, I, 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 I'm saying I think it'd be cool if the what if, like, and like. I mean, like, if the perspective was like, all right, t- today, like today, like 2021 mm-hmm. is when it's discovered. What does it look like when we get here? Or yeah. do they, or yeah. is, do they, does um, the Western Hemisphere develop the technology to get over to the Eastern Hemisphere? And do they make contact with the Eastern Hemisphere first? And I imagine it'd be similar to like how different, you know, like, Asian and like Chinese culture was compared to England, like like Europe when they first met, where like they would have developed their whole system, like buildings would be different. Oh. Um, I think it'd be cool to like to see like the like a future of of you know uh the Americas if like no one came up. So it would be almost like a Wakanda, but mm-hmm. where they were like shielded from the outside, and so it was like you know well you see like skyscrapers thing. and chichen itza's like all yeah. over the place and stuff like that i don't know the other thing is it would be all the indigenous tribes so all the mm. di- the different tribes that once were across all of the americas um like how would they have separated would they have kept the same separation of america that they had for like where their tribe land ended and also would there be any like unification because there's so many tribes like given as time develops does one like take over um do some Mm -hmm. like merge cultures and things like that there's a lot of like variables in that one um well in my latin america uh history of latin america class uh it's pretty interesting because if you when you look at like the aztecs and like the inca like they they were constantly at war with the other latin american tribes um to the point that what, what they did was they would take over the other tribes and then be like, okay, just like, they basically kind of like the, almost like the feudal Europe where they're like, okay, we took you over and just like pay us in taxes, but you're like part of our thing now. And they were like a huge powerhouse, like more so, more of a centralized government than like in the North America. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be interesting to see like if they expanded that, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, um, the- <laughs> really quick, I would say, um, going back because like i know that there are still indigenous tribes in south america like they're not they have been like they don't necessarily do everything the same exact way as um you know their elders and everything like they wear clothes like us but they still have like their traditions but if you look at a lot of their like land their tribal land especially as it's been given back by some countries to the tribes that like the land is so well preserved. And so I think if like the Americas hadn't been discovered for a long time, I think mm-hmm. a lot of the effects of the industrial revolution and just like technology upgrades too would be massively reduced. Like we wouldn't have as much pollution and stuff because the land is um, protected and taken care of better than what we do now. Mm-hmm. Josh, you could do yeah, it. Because, like yeah this was like a big i i was like yeah. this works but that's also like a lot i like that's two other major ones that like i really wanted to talk, like think about um the other one is if the vikings had stayed like in the americas mm. like they had settled colonies instead of just returning okay. back to you know scandinavia but the vikings were so well like they had their moments of being uncivilized people but like 
we don't give enough credit to the Vikings for how civilized they actually were. Like, we play Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, like, you think how barbaric they were, but, like, honestly... <laughs> That's just like, English propaganda. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, the women held a lot of power in mm-hmm. a lot of the relationships, and, like, if a man cheated, the woman could basically, like, slice and dice yeah. <laughs> um and like take all of his money like she could have her own property too like it's not like you know colonization mm-hmm. where yeah. hey your husband died or he cheated on you you're now broke and alone like there, there's a manuscript of of like someone in england that are like it's not fair like our women keep falling for these Viking men because they shower <laughs> once a week and their hair is neatly combed and so basically you're talking about like our women keep falling for them because they're they're big, strong people that smell nice and are clean, which is also the exact opposite of how uh, they were portrayed in a lot of art uh, in history. Ooh, uh, no, Viking Canada, I love it. I'd, I'd be so cool. And like, depending on how they'd spread as well, like even if they got like further south, which I don't think they would have, that doesn't seem very Viking-esque in, to venture into like, anything warmer than what you'd expect of italy um watching um so watching the show vikings on the history channel um and it they do like they do follow actual vikings that were around um like at one point they had land in like england for farming and like they were trying to create like a farming community essentially so i think they would go south, but not necessarily like down into Central America. Like they might have just stayed in yeah. like North America. I, my guess is like Virginia is probably where they'd stop. Happy Leaf Erickson Day. Happy Leaf Erickson Day. Uh, the <laughs> last one too would have to do with like the Cold War. Specifically, I'd like mm-hmm. to do a what if of like specifically like the the multiple wars in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. that was not influenced by you know the United the USSR and the US like getting involved, but also that. Cold War stuff implicates, you know, the Korean War and the Vietnam War and like every other conflict in between during that era. So yeah. I felt like that'd be Ooh, easy. Actually, a really big what if would be like, what if America never came out with the Monroe Doctrine, which was the document that was like, we're the only ones that can interact with, uh, you know, with this side of the hemisphere. This side of the hemisphere is for America. And so it's the whole reason actually why the Red Scare happened was because it started spreading to like Cuba and Latin America. And that's the whole reason that happened. It was because America was afraid of this other that technically Russia, you know, is like interacting with our hemisphere through socialism. And so, I don't know, pretty cool if that never happened because then that means the U.S. wouldn't have been such a powerhouse. Exactly. Uh, like it'd be a really cool concept, but that'd be like a big project too. Louisiana so, Purchase didn't happen sorry (laughs) um so then did y'all have any other like smaller like uh not like full-on ones but just things you wanted to mention like might be worth a what if but there's like not quite like there's something off about it so go ahead okay i was gonna say my other one was supernatural themed um that i had thought about of what if mary had never died and so sam and dean both grew up with mary and john but the problem is John still becomes the abusive drunk father. Um, and Sam still has demon blood in him from yellow eyed demon. Um, and so you still have to deal with that. But so essentially the series would start like 
where Supernatural began and they learned their hunter lineage would be when um, the Yellowette Demon takes all of the children that have that he gave demon blood to um, to try and find out who's going to lead his army and like the army of demons and everything um, to try and conquer the world. And so basically like my theory is Mary learns how awful John actually is, leaves him with, and she takes the boys with her um, and basically has them grow up a normal childhood. Maybe she meets another guy. I don't, didn't really care about that part, but, um, but the idea is that essentially Dean gets to grow up and have like the football career or whatever jock career that he wanted. Cause like, I can see him doing that, him going to college for sport, Sam going to college, actually getting his lawyer degree or getting close to it. And then all of a sudden the demon war happens and Mary's like crash course on how to become a hunter go. Um, and then it's basically like the three of them, maybe something happens with Mary that they like go on the avenged, you know, avenge Mary, whatever. But essentially like the rest of the series happens still like the events that happen, um, like the apocalypse and, um, Michael the events and, still happen but the people facing them seem different yeah, yeah yeah and like they're more grown up and like they have a slightly different history like um yeah so nice Isaac yeah. did you have any like any that you wanted to y- yes um I I guess I have two what they're they're small um and they both have to do with Avengers Endgame um which obviously loads of what ifs whenever you had time travel um number one which was the thought I had like when I first watched it in the theaters was when they're trying to find a place to go with the most stones, I was like, why didn't they just go to right before Thanos destroyed the stones with the stones when he was alone by himself on a planet? Um, I think that would have been a lot easier because then all the stones were there. Obviously he would have had all the stones and if he caught sight of them, he could have snapped again. But if they could have successfully done something with like the invisible tech from Wakanda and sent just an assassin, like, they could have gotten all the stones in one go. My second what if is what if when they did get the, the stones, uh, you know, by the end of Endgame, they defeated Thanos. What if they had used the stones to remake the stones of their universe one more time? And um, because, you know, he turned them all to, to atoms. Like, they're still technically their essences out there. But um, what if they had not? Like, what if they had undone that? And then they sent someone back, which obviously that is also risking someone's life. But it really kind of is like, how big is it the bigger level of something causes you to like die from the radiation? Or is there like smaller amount? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So you just sparked a theory for like the Marvel universe for me. Um, what if Bucky had gotten the serum from whatever the scientist's name was, but didn't die on the train, but Cap still went into the frozen water? Would Bucky age like Steve did? when he came back in Endgame with the original S.H.I.E.L.D., um, or would he stay young-looking like he did yeah, being the Winter Soldier? Could Bucky also snap the gauntlet with his robot arm and not get tons of radiation? But he, yeah. Um, but he wouldn't I, have the robot arm if yeah. he didn't fall off the, yeah, yeah. Off the train. You got a point there. So um, I had a couple just like fandoms and like universes that I think like would work, but like I had a big snafu with. Um, so first category is the reason these two fandoms don't work is because they already have a multiverse idea 
Like they already like tackle these and that's DC comics. They really put an emphasis on like, cause the, I think the what if series for Marvel works right now, cause it's MCU. But if you try to do it for all of Marvel comics, you've already done things like that like there are already like storylines you have like multiverse type characters so it doesn't work quite as well but i think if like i think like the dc animated universe might work or um like that movie universe or the tv universe would work um and the other one was pokemon um because there's like the canon and the continuity but also there's the the concept that every every game cartridge is its own multiverse Mm -hmm. Uh, or its own universe and each go game over to blue is... universe exactly like th- th- there's concepts it's like okay what if you know um and they've already kind of done this in uh, ultra sun and ultra moon but like you know what if you know uh the the evil teams in each game succeed um and you don't and you know the hero isn't there to stop them um what if you know certain elite four members are not are like or gym leaders don't play that same role like what if and things like that um yeah which what I if you two succeeded in the, exactly. YouTube, the first movie yeah like there's and there's a lot of weird canon in pokemon that's why like i don't think it would work and there's already like there's so much like competing canon stuff that i don't think it would work but i still think it'd be a cool concept as a tv show um and then the other one i think would be really cool to have a what if show but we just don't have enough like canon storylines for it is the avatar universe mm-hmm. we, right now we have avatar Korra, and the comics and i think we would need at least one more show and one more like all encompassing avatar like like this is the history of the avatars comic series to really like to justify it because i feel like it's still pretty young in in its development um and the last ones that i think like it's a cool concept but just the vibe of the original properties off for a what if series um is like disney pixar type stuff like i was thinking like the incredibles you know what if mr incredible mr and mrs incredible were uh, villains like they were the bad guys um, or what if um, Mr. Incredible let, you know, buddy syndrome help him that day. And like, he became the sidekick. Like how does that change? You know, how the superhero stuff works uh, or literally any other Disney or Pixar movie, like with the Disney princesses stuff, you know, what if they kind of take charge of their own destiny and don't need to be saved by a prince? Um, like what if they all turn out like Moana in that respect? Um, or what Lilo if they- and Stitch. People forget about, Lilo and Stitch, because it is so old. But Lilo and Stitch does not have a man come and save them. Uh, true, yeah. but also, like, Lilo and Stitch, like, the protagonists are, like, children. Children, children. I think that's, I mean, why, I, that's why I didn't think of it. But, I don't think but, of Lilo as a princess, but I think of Moana as a princess. But Lilo and Stitch does have, you know, a handsome man, a.k.a. Experiment 625, Ruben, who really knows how to make a sandwich. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Nani's boyfriend. I was not. <laughs> She thinks my hair is nice. <laughs> she likes my hair. She um, also thinks you have a nice butt, I think, was another line. Yeah, she says both, and then he only comments on the hair. Oh, man. <laughs> and then the last thing I thought of would be, like, Super Mario, like, that universe. Ooh. If you do, like, a what if, but then also you just have Super Mario Maker, and I feel like that is, you can just make anything. So that's how it works. All righty. Well, um, as always here on Raving Geeks, we like to end with some recommendations for you viewers, whether that be movies, video games, comics, or anything else in the Geekiverse. Um, so, would anyone ha- does anyone have any uh, recommendations for us today? Yes. Um, so, I like read a book a long time ago as a kid, and I remember being like, "What the heck was that book?" And I had like spent years because I didn't remember anything about it, and then like I just got like a flashback, and I was like, "That's something I can Google finally." Um, and it's called, it's called, uh, Misterly down the Misterly river. Um, if that is in fact, uh, the exact thing, but, um, down the Misterly river, 
mystery with an L in it. Uh, and it's written by Bill Willingham, otherwise known as William Willingham, fun name, uh, who is also known for, for his work uh, on the series Elementals and Fables, which are comics. He's also written some X-Men comics, and he's been a writer on Batman as well. Uh, just different, you know, things in those. Uh, but basically, it's a really interesting storyline uh, about, uh, it's a book, but it's about a boy that is like a Boy Scout. And like, he can remember all these adventures he's had in the past, but he doesn't know where he is. And suddenly he starts talking to like, there's like a talking badger that was like a warrior. And then he finds like a cat that used to be an old barn cat, but had like, is like really mean and covered in scars. And then he finds a bear that was like a sheriff. And they're like all really odd things. Like they all come from totally different backstories that don't have interlocking things. And so it's basically about him trying to figure out like, why are they all here in this random forest? Uh, when like one's backstory had dragons, when the other one, they're like dragons don't exist, stuff like that. Um, and so it's really interesting how they try and figure that out. And I don't want to spoil the book, but it's a really quick read, like really quick, but also it's like, it talks about like the cat getting in a fight and they're like, yeah, his throat was ripped out and like blood was everywhere, but then it healed. And I was like, this was a kid's book. I was like, it just talks about so much gore. Um, really good though. I recommend it. Dang. Uh, and what it, was it called again? Uh, down the Mr. Lee River with an L, Mr. Lee, uh, but spelled like mystery. And uh, no, really good. Nice. And it's got a, it's got a surprise. It's like surprise ending. Um, yeah. All right. Um, well, I'm not going to lie. Honestly, I always think of like, I, I find things for the news and then like get into the topic. And then every single time that Brendan's like, okay, and we're going to end with recommendations, I go, what am I recommending? Um, but I just, Isaac sparked um, book recommendation that I have. Um, I just started it because my best friend finally gave me my Christmas slash birthday presents. I still have to give them to her. Yay, COVID. Um, but so she got me the book uh, called Once Upon a Dream by Liz Braswell. Um, so it's a twist on Sleeping Beauty. And on the cover, it says, what if the Sleeping Beauty never woke up? And I am only a few pages in, and, like, they've literally twisted everything. <laughs> like, this is not a spoiler, but, like, the three fairies that we think are, like, the good fairies are not. And, like, Maleficent is actually the one that tried to, like, save Aurora. Um, so, like, I'm hooked so far. My friend got, like mad at a couple parts and i've yet to get to those parts because i just started it when i got my second covid vaccination um but i am absolutely in love with it so far um my second recommendation is oh the other thing with that is that there are other books so like there's mirror mirror which is what if the evil queen poisoned the prince um so that's snow white You've got part of your world. So what if Ariel had never defeated Ursula? A whole new world. What if Aladdin had never found the lamp? Uh, Unbirthday, which is what if Wonderland was in peril and Alice was very, very late. Um, <laughs> and like there's, I think there's other ones by like different authors or like she publishes under different names. Um, but like if you like twists on fairy tales, I highly recommend those books. Um, but my other recommendation is on Netflix, and I can't remember if I've recommended it before or not, but Criminal Minds 
if you really like like crime shows and also like diving into why someone does what they do criminal minds is really good for it because it follows the behavioral analysis unit of the fbi as they travel around the united states and um solve various murders that are usually like serial killers or like um yeah more than one victim type thing um and it's really really good i love i am on season three and my favorite um one of my favorite because i actually do have like um anyways rossi is back agent rossi and um he's phenomenal and i love him and of course, if you love Shamar Moore in SWAT, then you will love him in Criminal Minds. Um, and also uh, Matthew Gary Goobler. Yeah. Phenomenal. I was waiting for you to bring him up. We love Spencer Reed. Uh, and if you love quirky tech analysis people, Garcia, Penelope Garcia is your girl. She is fantastic. Um, and her relationship with Morgan, Shamar Moore's character is beautiful um so yes i highly recommend it so like i said i've been binging that lately nice all right well uh for my recommendations uh me and my roommates have been playing this game called munchkins recently it's kind of like baby D. &D. yeah Um, i've seen the box at uh the store before yeah it's really fun you kind of like just you have like armor and you can pull like class and race cards and things like that um, and you're fighting monsters to try and like get through this dungeon and get to the end, but you can also sabotage everyone else that's fighting monsters to try and um, you know hold them back from getting back getting to the end, um, which has been really fun. And I really recommend the game. It's just it's a pretty simple board game to learn, and it's not not too complicated. Um, the other thing is, if any of you um, <clears throat> watch or uh, or have uh, Peacock, that streaming service from NBC, I highly recommend the show Brave New World. Um, if you've read the book, it's like kind of similar. Uh, it's, it's a little bit different, but it's like in the same universe follows, you know, the, the story parallel of the, of the book by Aldous Huxley. And that was very fun. I don't think it's getting renewed for a season two, but it was good to watch. So, alrighty. Well, that is all we have for you today. Uh, thank you for joining us here on Raving Geeks. Uh, make sure to leave a comment wherever you're listening from. We love to hear from you uh, about your thoughts on today's episode or any future episodes you'd like us to do. Um, also feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter at raving geeks, um, and on our TikTok also at raving geeks. So as always, I've been Brendan Valentine alongside Hope Goodrow and I'm Isaac Hunter. Oh, hello Gandalf. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, stay geeky and have a great weekie everyone. So long. Bye. Bye.